0: Welcome to the Central Alabama High School Sports Show podcast brought to you by Andrew Sports Medicine, Lander Frost, Hamburger Heaven, Huffman Electric, and State Farm.
1: Hello again, everybody. I'm Snapper Lancaster, welcoming you to another edition of the Central Alabama High School Sports Show. Well, folks, we're on location again this year this year this week we're coming to you from Gardendale High School. I've been here many times to see athletic events but the first time I've been in the field house and look forward to visiting with some coaches and athletes and we'll do that in just a moment but here in the opening segment with me I've got the head football coach and athletic director of the Gardendale Rockets and course chatties we're talking about it, and coach good to see you. Hey
2: thank you very much. Good and to so you. I
1: guess we've been in that job what about a year? Right. Yeah, a year
2: about a year and a month. Yeah.
1: Well I tell you, yeah. um, I imagine there's been a lot of changes in your life in that time.
2: Yeah there has. you know we are really just my wife and I are really just getting settled in and kind of figuring out how everything works and and, and kind of figuring out what things we want to change a little bit and what things to, to fix. And I tell people I said there's there's it's a there's some some things to fix, but they're all fixable, you know, and I'm excited to be here for year two.
1: Well, I tell you what, I know we talked about this before, but now you've had a uh, been on the job a while, and there, there's quite a transition from being an assistant coach to coming into a program where you're not only the head coach but athletic director. Have, have there been any challenges or any surprises that uh, – that you've run into, or has it sort of been because of your experience being on coaching staffs? Has has that really helped you as well? Well, my
2: experience with the guys I worked with, it was a big help. I worked for for a lot of really good coaches, but you're still not ready, and you're not ready for the time that it takes, you know, and uh, I have to be very very careful not to get caught up in doing something that's really not very meaningful, even though I may be enjoying it, uh, and and overlook something that needs to be done the the Friday nights seemed to get here a lot quicker than the, than they did when I was an assistant.
1: Well, and I, I uh, you've done had one year coaching mm-hmm. on your belt, and and did the team did it sort of go as you expected? Were you surprised? that it end up being maybe a little bit better than you thought you'd have? To it,
2: it, it was around. a little bit of both. The from, from from where we started and bringing in new coaches, and you know I know we started in the spring. We didn't, you know, most of us didn't hardly know each other's names, but we. You know, everybody kind of bonded together pretty quick and then going through the summer I thought the summer was good and there were things this year and then but then you're disappointed in a, in a record when you get to a to a point you know we got to find a way to get over get over that hump and and beat those teams that we need to to go further in the playoffs
1: and then of course the probably the biggest hurdle like I said is once you could get that title athletic director then you're worried about all sports and so what kind of challenges has there been there? Has it gone as smooth as you thought it would? Or has anything surprised you?
2: It has it, it, been a little, little bit of surprises, but you know, I want to do, do things and help the other sports, because along with those sports succeeding, it, it helps not only the school, but it also help, helps our football program, you know. And if all of our sports are succeeding, then our, our school day's better.
1: And, and the one thing that I, that I would ask you that I'm always curious about, because these changes happen every year, I know that um, Gardendale has been 6A a long mm-hmm. time, but I know that the city is growing. Are, are y'all still, for lack of a better way to put it, comfortably into that 6A slot, or are you very far away from 7A? Or
2: I think we're pretty comfortable. I think it'd be it'd be it'd be quite a few years before we went to. Before it grew that much it is an area that's growing you know it's a it's a part of town there's a lot of growth coming here new homes you know for young couples they can move here and it's we've got everything you need we've got churches ballparks and schools and those are the things that you need if you, if you have a young family
1: well i tell you what we'll be a little bit uh selfish as i asked this last question but still just a few months away but there's a football season coming that's on nice. fast and furious what's your outlook for your team this year you got a lot of returning athletes where you won't be quote-unquote rebuilding and, and that year's experience behind you has got to help a lot.
2: It does and and, there, and you, you know the kids better but we are are, are rebuilding at a few positions. There's, there's positions we have some veterans coming back and you know I'm excited about those and then just being a year later in it and a year of a good offseason, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what we have coming.
1: Well, good. I tell you what, uh, Coach, it's awfully good to see you again. You. Do me a personal favor, tell mom and dad I oh, said I sure hello. Will. Yeah. And I uh, hope everything's going well with them and look forward to seeing what happens with you and your football team this coming fall.
2: Well, thank you very much. I, and, I, and I appreciate it. All you do with the show and what you do for high school sports. Well,
1: thank you, Coach. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, our first guest of the evening, along with some athletes. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also visit us on our social media outlets Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to our platforms. If you have an idea for a show topic or would like to be a sponsor, please email us at castvshow321 at gmail.com. Land of Frost Premium is America's best-selling one-pound deli pouch. Now available in 12 delicious flavors, including new flavors of muskete turkey and cotto salami. High school athletes across the country ask for Land of Frost by name. These great items are available at your local grocer, including Piggly Wiggly, Food Giant, Western Supermarkets, and many more. Land of Frost also makes other varieties of lunch meats, including Shave, bistro and sub-sandwich kits. Land of Frost is a proud sponsor of youth sports as well.
3: At Injury Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This
4: practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be.
3: It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine orthopedic injuries. Uh, We have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do Uh, only hip surgery including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery, and in hand
4: surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in Injury Sports Medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them. We're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission
3: is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury.
1: And folks, welcome back, and in this uh, segment here, we've got our first coach of the afternoon, and of course we're talking uh, about um, uh, Coach uh, Trent, and then and Coach, let's say your last name. Hosmer. Hosmer, that's yes, why sir. I didn't want to mispronounce it. It's a tricky <laughs> name if you're not used to it. That's right, yes, uh, A new coach, not a veteran coach, and so uh, every once in a while we get to talk to coaches that haven't been in the business very long, And it's always interesting to see what challenges they have and first of all it's awfully good to see you Thank you and uh, I know this was your first year here at uh, Gardendale High School but I also know it's one of the most um, successful years they've had in a while isn't it
5: yeah it was a it was a really good year for us we uh, I had a really good group of kids that uh, that were willing to buy into the things that I was talking to them about and, and putting team first and um, uh, you know working hard um, bringing their best every single day, and those things I think carried over to some success on the court, which was really good to see um, going in year one.
1: Well, good, and before we get any further into the conversation, Coach, for people that might be seeing you for the first time, tell us a little bit about your background and then how you ended up being head basketball um, coach here.
5: So, well, I, I spent the last five years at Hoover High School as the JV and freshman coach and, and also doing most of the off-the-court type of things as well, too, um, and so, Uh, When this opportunity came around and and Coach E's got the football job athletic director position that um, You know we we had kind of talked about if I would be interested in maybe coming over here And this is something that I was really wanting to pursue. It was a head coaching uh, Opportunity and and this is a a great school a lot of community support um, 6a job uh, in Birmingham and um, And you've got like I said you've got some really good athletes here So it was kind of a perfect dream scenario for me and so um, to be able to come over here and, and kind of get things rolling year one um, I knew it took a lot of trust from these guys when I walked through the door and you get this young guy that, that you never heard of before You know getting the job, but uh, but they've really bought in and so I was really uh, really happy and pleased to, to, to see that happen
1: And coaches at this point before we get very deep into our conversation Being a, a new coach and one thing I enjoy asking coaches is about their philosophies in the game. For the simple reason in every team uh, event there there are two principal makeups the coach and the players mm-hmm. nine times out of ten coaches uh, and, and even though you're a young coach and, but you have had some experience there you have philosophies of the way you want to do right. it you, or the way you would like your team to play right. but on the other flip side of that it's also got to meet with what the strong suit of the athletes that right. you have become so there's compromise there right. I guess at times on um, on both sides of right. it. So with that thought in mind, talk about what your philosophy is and how you work that in, and and what you found that you had to adjust to from your right. kids.
5: Right, um, Yeah, I think that's in a lot of ways what you're asking is one of the beauties of coaching high school sports is that you can't just have a a cookie cutter set of this is how we're gonna play regardless of who I have. Like high school, I mean, you're gonna have the players that you have. And so I think a good, any good coach is going to be able to adjust some things. But I was fortunate. I felt like uh, I want to play fast. I want us to get up and down the floor. I want to pressure the basketball from one end of the floor to the next. And we want to really um, we want teams to, to feel like they really battled when they play us. That's that's something that that we want to be about. Uh, and for the most part, I feel like that was who we were this year. Um, now we made some adjustments throughout the year of of. You know, maybe instead of picking up full court, we're picking up at half, and we're going to be really good in the half court, picking up on defense, or or we're going to, you know, press and trap instead of just man-to-man. We did a a few things a little bit different just as the year went on and figured out who we were and what we were best at. Um, But overall, I was really happy that that we were able to do some of the things that
1: I really wanted. Let me ask you this. Um, uh, Going back to a successful program, Mountain Brook, Mm -hmm. and – and Coach McMillan and his, what I call, 32 minutes of heck. Right. And I mean, that's nonstop from yep. the beginning to yep. end. And when you have uh, a game plan like that, a couple of things have to happen. One, you have to have unselfish players, right. you know, because they go, they can't play long, extended periods, yep. not without a, a break, you right. know, and that kind of deal. So you're telling me, too, it sounds like you, you expect a lot on the defensive end Oh absolutely, but uh, there's a way to play that and but going into this season, uh, first of all, did it su- surprise you the success that you had a- as a team and that your players were, were maybe better than you expected to have
5: You know I told from the, the I told my wife the day after I got back home after the first day of tryouts that we had the talent to be pretty good. I, mean, I, was, I was genuinely surprised and that no one just, you know, usually when there's coaching change, there's you kind of expect some, some maybe there's not the talent there. Um, I didn't feel like that was the case. I, I could see very early on that we had the pieces to be successful, but it was a matter of those guys buying in and doing what I asked them to do, and I thought um, as the year went on, we did that. So it didn't surprise me that we had success, um, but, uh, but I also know that it's not easy to get kids to always – do those things that's necessary to make to, to be successful, but I was, I was proud of that, that we did those things. I thought our seniors did a good job of leading us in that, and, and, and they bought in.
1: Well, and uh, judging by your record, 29, I think, um, they, there weren't many peaks and valleys in, yeah. in your season, right. and a lot of times, uh, even successful programs have that. But uh, you played pretty much on an even keel. If you lost a game or two, it didn't turn into a three or four game losing streak, that kind of deal. So that had to be a positive thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, with that thought in mind and having the success, uh, that can be bittersweet sometimes because uh, you had that much success, then people just, it's just just normal. They're going to expect it next year. Absolutely. And uh, you got out of the gate first year and you got in the playoffs and Next year, you know, they'll say it, we'll do even better. We we'll may challenge the right. championship. Well, that's every coach's you know, right. wish. But uh, going in with this season behind him and going into next year, um, would there be much rebuilding to do, or are you going to have a lot of kids coming back that, that should have put together a pretty good team again next
5: year? I, I'm excited about the future. I think uh, we've got. About half our team from last year will be back, and, and most of those guys played significant minutes last year. And then we've got a couple pieces that I think will be coming up from the JV team that will be able to add um, so, and really contribute for us. Um, so I think that we've got a chance to be a really solid team next year as well, and, and our goals are, are right in front of us of winning area and competing and hoping to make try to make a run in the playoffs again next year. Uh, we don't shy away or back away from that. Um, and, and we're going to schedule some, some really tough teams. We're going to play some really good teams this next year too because we wanna, we wanna, we're, we're not going to fear anybody, and we're going to we're try to make a run in the playoffs and make sure we're prepared for that.
1: Well, you know, you bring up a good point, and I always like to talk to coaches about this too. To me, there are three areas when you're um, setting up a schedule, right. and, and you'll be doing that this year. Uh, you you want to play teams, one, I think, that, and, and not a lot of them that you know you ought to be. Right. You want to play teams that are probably going to give you a good game. You're going to have to play well. And then you're going to play some really good teams that if you beat them, it can be either an upset or you're growing, right. one of the two. Right. Is that sort of the, the way you look at that when you go to scheduling? Because I think um, flexibility has a lot to do with success. Right. right.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that that you do want to make sure that you, you set your your team up for some success, but like I said, you know, we had a good year this past year. We were able to get some wins under our belt. Some of these kids were able to experience some of that and learn how to win games. Now, in, in my opinion, what we're trying to do is build for a playoff run. We want, we want right. to try to get to where we're playing really solid opponents where it doesn't matter. Every given night, we could win or we could lose. And that's, that's what you want to, to play against is those kinds of teams so that you're always engaged and you're always playing to the level that you've got to play. Um, And that way, when you get to the playoffs, you're not playing anybody that's more difficult than what you've already faced. So there's nothing new when you step onto that stage. And so that's what we're building here.
1: Well, coaches, as we conclude the uh, the interview here, and I've enjoyed meeting you and get to talk with you a little bit, Uh, this is on a personal issue toward you, not to put you on the spot or anything like that. It's just that every coach, I don't care who they are, they're honest with you, they have long-term goals. Now, one of the major goals in your life, you've done accomplished uh, right. right now I, I would think by becoming a head coach right. very young age and uh, positive and negative growing right. pains there for coaches too but the one question I would ask you are do you feel like and it may be too soon to ask this right. question that, that high school is, is where you're meant to be or one day down the road should the Path leads you that way. Would you maybe you'd like to get into college coaching one day?
5: Uh, it's something me and my wife have talked about a lot. I, I I feel like I was called to the high school game. That this is where I was I was meant to be. Um, I've also got two young kids, um, and and being able to spend time with with family is something that's really important to me. And so, um, but I also never want to say never. Um, well, that, you know, that's something that that could be intriguing too. But. Um, but but I, lo- I love what I'm doing right now and and we'll s- kind of see what happens well before. the
1: last question I'm going to ask you along those lines because uh, I enjoy asking this because uh, most coaches even if they're successful will tell you this they didn't start out to be a coach right if they were going to do something else ended up in coaching and Years later, they have right. still done it. Yeah, well, has uh, that always been your goal, or do you think you might be doing when something
5: I, else? When I was in high school, I kind of had an itch for maybe that I could, I, I would be all right in coaching and would enjoy that. My parents kind of talked me out of it for a while, and uh, and then once I got to college, I just couldn't get rid of the itch. I, I wanted to coach, and and so I'm here and. Loving it, you know, struggling through it too, but it's, uh, it's, it's been a great uh, great thing. I've enjoyed
1: it. You never have to tell Mom and Dad I told you so, did you?
5: <laughs> no, try not
1: to. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Coach, awfully good to meet you. Hope yeah. you got, I'm sure, plenty of successful years ahead of you. We're going to visit it. with a couple of your players here in a moment. But uh, best of luck to you down the road. We look forward to following you next appreciate year. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We'll take a quick break. we we'll come back a couple athletes, very sentimental end and play in, and playing a significant part in the outstanding season that Gardendale had. We'll be right back.
4: post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their their thing as quickly and as safely as we can.
3: At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury.
5: This will be your premium right here. It's hard to interrupt. I just want to say, I combined home and auto with State Farm,
3: saved 760 bucks of this guy. Okay. Does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking?
4: Freaky. Bundle home and auto and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760. Very good reasons to call Alan Gourdeau in Trustville
6: today.
1: Folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I got two outstanding young athletes sitting here beside me. Pretty good basketball players. Next to me, Jalen Moore, Jalen, sophomore. Yes, sir. And your position, forward, right?
0: Yes, sir.
1: And behind, beside him, Cam Burkett, a junior. Yes, sir. And you're a guard. Yes. All right, now guys, the, the first question that uh, probably be the one most uh, people would ask: uh, How was it playing under a new coach for the first time? And uh, we'll start with you, Jalen.
0: Um, I thought it was pretty good. Everyone bought in, so we had a successful season.
1: Okay. Uh, Kim, how about you? What was the adjustment for you?
0: The
7: game became more fun, and, I mean, everybody wanted to be a part of it more than they did past years.
1: Well, uh, now, Jalen, when you looked at your schedule, you guys both, I guess, been playing two or three years basketball, right, here? And so, when you look at that schedule, is there a team that stands out that you look forward to to playing every year that when it comes to that game, it means a little bit more?
0: Um, yes, sir, Mortimer Jordan.
1: Okay, so that's at least one of the big right workers, right? Yes, sir. Uh, how about you, Cam? Mortimer Jordan. Mortimer Jordan, okay. Um, well, which. Uh, college player or a pro, pro player Jalen if you could pattern your game after it. do you have a, you have a favorite player you enjoy watching
0: yes sir Ronaldo Segu.
1: oh okay, kiddo and, and he plays with
0: buffalo bulls
1: and so um what do you, what do you like about his game
0: um he he can get to the rim he can score well and he's also a good passer he sees the sees the floor
1: and so, well, did, it, did it surprise you, the success that your team had this year? Did you expect it, or is it a little bit of a surprise that you did as well as you did?
0: It didn't surprise me. I think we all suspected, suspected the success that we had.
1: Okay. Now, Cam, um, being a, a guard, are you a shooting guard, or are you the playmaker? or am a guard. The point guard, okay, so you're more than quarterback out there trying to get the ball and get, get your series started and all that kind of thing. Okay, uh, is there a college or pro player that, that you like to, to play and hope that your game is similar? a little Okay, okay. So you got to be able to, uh, when you're uh, that guy out front, you, you sort of try to have to make sure people can sort of get into the right flows, right plays, and, and that kind of thing. Well, now, I I know two things about you before we even started the conversation. One, that you guys are pretty smart because if you didn't qualify in the classroom, you wouldn't make it to the basketball court. And then the success that y'all have shown you, you're tremendous athletes. Um, So there's pressure on you to do well in the classroom, pressure on you to try to win football games on the basketball, I mean basketball games on the court. So, with that thought in mind, what do you do, and, and Jalen, we'll start with you, what do you do to unwind and sort of relax during the week, take some of that pressure off?
0: Um, I mean, just don't think about it as much. Just like, enjoy it, you know.
1: Yeah. There, there's, um, let me ask you this. Do you have any kind of uh, hobbies or anything that, that you enjoy that might surprise us?
0: No, sir, I don't think.
1: You're just a plain basketball player right now, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, okay. Cam, uh, how about you? Um, I just play basketball, really. Yeah. Well, all right, <laughs> now one day, and I know this is way too early to ask, but you never know, uh, down the road, most of us that play ball, we, we'd like to play that in college or, or pros one day maybe. Or uh, is there something else that you think you might like to do? And and we'll start with you, Jalen. You had any thoughts on God, like when I get grown, I gotta go to school, get an education, maybe try to get in some kind of field.
0: Um, Mechanical engineering. Oh, really? Basketball doesn't work out. That's what I want to do.
1: If if you could go to any school for that education, where would you go?
0: Um, I don't know. I haven't really really looked into it for real. I just know that's what I want to do.
1: Yeah. When I cam, you're a junior, which next year you'll be a senior. do you hope that there's a, a basketball scholarship or somewhere to play college? Yes, sir. But if not, uh, what do you think you might like to do one day if it's not stay in sports?
7: I'll probably go into the field of biology.
1: Oh, really? Okay. If you could go to any school where, and then get a scholarship, where would you go? Uh, probably Michigan, Michigan State. Really? You want to so out of state or something? Like that. Okay. All right. Now, uh, one thing I enjoy asking young athletes. Um, it's a, uh, in this case a home court, not a home field advantage. Um, in basketball, do you enjoy, and we'll start with you, Jalen, You are you more comfortable playing at home or on the road, or is there more pressure on it at home to win for the home crowd and less pressure on the road?
0: I like playing at home, you know, just because of all the fans that come out and watch us, the support that we get.
1: Okay. How about you, Cam?
7: I don't really feel any pressure if we're playing away or home. Yeah, It's just go out and win. But, I mean, I like playing at home because we have a crowd that got a lot right. bigger this year.
1: Well, and, and the reason I ask that question a lot of times, is if I've had athletes that tell me you want to win for all the friends and the home folks and your parents at home with all that comfort, that there is a little pressure. And when you go on the road, that, that pressure's not there. Uh, but uh, I, I'm like y'all. You, you did, you always want to win at home and then the but the best way on when you go on the road into that hostile environment to to quieten those crowds hostile crowds is, is be beating up on that home team and and uh, it's, it's uh it's sort of um, a, a good feeling to to know that you can go away from home and be just as sex, as successful so that's good too but um uh, what do you think is the strongest part of um, uh, your game, being a forward, uh, would you call yourself a, a, fire, a, a power forward or you get a lot of rebounds and you like to get the rebounds and get out and go?
0: Um, I would I'd call myself a small and power forward because I can get to the rim, I can get rebounds, um, pass, great for my team.
1: Now, what is it that – do you participate in any other sports other than basketball? No, sir. What is it you like most about your basketball experience and what is it you like least?
0: Uh, I just like playing the game, to be honest. It's not something I don't, do not like about basketball. I just love the game.
1: Are you one of these guys that uh, uh, you embrace practice just like you would a game? Yes, to sir. Try to you know, try to, to grow from that, be the best you can be. Uh, how about you, Cam? Uh,
7: I try to work on my game as much as possible. And, I mean, I kind of fell in love because, I mean, my family's all around basketball. My co- I mean, one of my cousins is the head coach at Hoover. Okay. And I have some cousins that play overseas. So it's just always been a part. And so, now who was
1: that coach?
7: Charles Burkett. Yeah.
1: I've had Coach Burkett on my show quite a few times, and he's a very good coach as well. And I know that the guys younger than y'all, what would you tell them? And we'll start with you, Jalen. Why? If, if young kids come ask you why do you like basketball so much, what would you tell them why you enjoy playing and why they ought to pick up playing basketball?
0: Because it's fun and it's um, very competitive and intense, and you'll just enjoy playing it.
1: Okay. How about you, Cam?
7: I mean, if they're competitors, I just I just like competing. So I mean, it's just I like to win, no matter what it is, really.
1: And and I imagine because of the success and the outstanding season y'all had this year you really look, can sort of look forward to what maybe you can do next year, right? Yes, sir. Okay, guys. Well, listen, I've enjoyed talking with you. The last question I always like to talk to young athletes about to this point, and we'll start with you, Jalen, and, and your young life. Who's been the most inspirational person or persons?
0: Um, my mother, my family, my coaches. So they've inspired me to be better than I am.
1: Right. Always to be the best you can be, whatever that might be, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. How about you, Cam?
7: I have to go with my parents and one of my basketball coaches, Orlandis Eason. Okay.
1: Well, I tell you what, guys, uh, you've had a really good season this year, and I know that gives you – Uh, A lot of hope to look forward to having an outstanding one next year. Hope you do. And uh, you never can tell. Maybe we'll have you guys back on again. But good luck to you. And congratulations on what was an outstanding year this year. Okay? Thank you. And, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to change sports. Different athletes, don't you go away. We'll be right back. Let your blast give
5: your taste a whole taste. new spin. Bring your friend to come on
6: in. Take your taste to a different place. It's the taste to hamburger heaven.
1: The next time you need electrical work, whether it be commercial or residential, you need to call Huffman Electrical Contractors. A company that's been in business for over 35 years, they've served clients not only locally in the Birmingham area and all over the state, but have clients outside the state of Alabama as well. Whether it's a new building or remodeling an older building or home, they can handle the job for you. Once again, that's Huffman Electrical Contractors, the number to call is 205-661-5005, that's 205-661-5005, where at Huffman Electrical Contractors, a satisfied customer is always their number one objective. And folks, welcome back. You can tell I got another coach with me, and this time it's the uh, head track, track coach, Eric Firestone. Coach, good to see you. Good to see you. And uh, as we get into our conversation, first thing that I'd always like to ask the coaches, tell us a little bit about your background how you ended up here at Cardinale.
6: Well, I've coached a good bit of schools uh, in uh, Alabama. I coached in Texas for a couple of years. That's where I started. Um, I've been at Hazel Green High School there for a few years, Mumford High School, and Hazel uh, Hillcrest in Tuscaloosa.
1: Okay. So, um, how many years you've been in the coaching business?
6: This is uh, 16, starting 17 in the fall. Well, always a track coach. Football and track.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, tell me a little bit about um, your experience, how you ended up here.
6: And uh, well, um, last year God uh, led us to a, to. A, a change in our in our profession, and so um, I, I called and emailed Coach Eads, and we met. and um, He had a football opening. I also needed another track coach, and so uh, that's what I do.
1: Did uh, Did you run track in school?
6: Or? I actually, I did. I did one year in high school, but I was mainly a baseball and football guy. Um, when I first started coaching in Texas, everybody had to do three sports at our school, and uh, I became the head track coach my first day on the on the job and I had to learn and but uh, it was a sport that's very big there and I learned a lot and I've always I've always been my my second sport.
1: Well, I know the the track is is a unique uh, sport and as that it's one of the if not the only year round sport mm-hmm. where you have your uh, cross country in mm-hmm. uh, the fall and then indoor and outdoor mm-hmm. so so you're always busy. Um, uh, talk about the, the kids that you're working uh, with this year. The, uh, uh, have they been uh, uh, running up to the standards you thought that they could probably reach?
6: Um, so far, uh, a lot of our kids, this is our first year running track. Uh, we've got some kids that have done some cross-country before, some kids that have, that have thrown uh, the implements before, but as far as probably half the track team is, is brand new. So um, it's been kind of a little bit of trial and error. Um, I think we've, we've done so far in the two meets that we've run in, but I see a lot of room for improvement. Um, and I think the, the ceiling's really high for us.
1: Well, uh, considering the fact that, that you've gotten a, a lot of experience in, in your um, uh, position as a head track coach, talk about the interest in, in track through the years, um, as far as you've seen being at different schools, different places, it, it seems like there never is a shortage for people running track. And have you found that the case, or at some schools do you find that uh, not as many would be out as you would mm-hmm. hope would
6: be out? Yeah, I think it varies from school to school. Um, um, usually the, when I go to a school, um, the track program has not been very strong. Uh, maybe the numbers have been down. Maybe they've been good in the past. But every school that I've gone to, we've, we've built the numbers up. Um as, a, as an assistant football coach, I try to get out as many football players as I can because I think it benefits them in, in the long run. Um, I just know that, the, again, the last couple of schools, we've had some low numbers, but as soon as I took over, I, I, I recruit. I recruit the football team pretty heavily.
1: Well, how many, how many years have you coached here in Alabama? It's, this is fourteen. Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. then you're familiar with the CrossPlex. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I have been told, and, and I'm one of these guys, I, I always play in other sports, but never track. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, of course, we co- I cover all of them with the program we have. And the one thing about it, I have heard through the years that the CrossPlex is one of the most outstanding facilities in the country. Have you seen that?
6: I, I've been before. It's very nice. I don't coach indoor track. Uh, so that's not something that we get, we get to go participate in. Uh, we have another coach that does indoor track. Um, I, do, I do think as we grow our program, that's gonna be something that we need to develop more. We, we've only had a handful of, of boy athletes that did indoor track. So if we're gonna grow that we need to, we had to have more, just like in, in cross country, we have a handful of kids, but most of the cross country kids play soccer. Right. We've got to get more kids that run cross country out for the spring, so that they we can compete a little bit better in in the four by eight, the two mile, things like that.
1: So, I, and I don't mean this to come out the wrong way. If I say it the wrong way, all you got to do is correct me. But going by what you're saying, then almost it's like uh, there are situations where you try to recruit kids to the track.
6: Oh, 100, percent 100 percent, I do. And, yes,
1: and and because that that becomes a um, a part of your job I think for the simple reason uh, that you want your athletes like you say in most cases uh, you get different sport athletes in track It's because it's gonna help them some in the sport that they play for primarily I guess would be the best way well to put it. you found that the case
6: yes very very much so for a lot of people track is a secondary sport and and that's okay I mean if you're if you're a multiple sport athlete you can't be primary in everything Something's got to be right. where you spend most of your time. Um, but, in the in a few cases, I have seen a few athletes that were, track was their primary sport, and they were pretty good at it. Um, going back to your recruiting thing, when I was a, a coach at, at Hillcrest in Tuscaloosa, probably 12 years ago, um, we didn't have any distance runners. And so I started a cross country team. Now, I coached football, but I was able to get some, some kids to run cross country and, and pick up a, Uh, a coach to help them out. So in the long run that
1: helped develop our track team as well. I was going to say, and I don't know if you've ever thought about it from this angle, but I have a personal relationship and I'll explain that in just a second. But track competing in in, um, high school is also something you can keep doing once you're out of high school. Absolutely. And the friend I'm talking about happens to be a gentleman that participates in the Senior Olympics, mm-hmm. and he's 92 years old and still mm-hmm. runs, still competes in his age bracket. Awesome. Let's, let's clarify that. But the, but the main uh, reason I bring that up is, is try. you see runners out all the time. Oh, yes. And, mm-hmm. and I often wonder, you know, uh, especially you, you can see some people that, that you know, they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. And, and, and you see these people all ages, Absolutely. And so they started somewhere, and so they're somewhere mm-hmm. probably was in high school. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I've always wondered about is, and this comes out the wrong way, I apologize, but track is one of those events where sometimes you have to try to nudge kids to get out there.
6: Absolutely. But uh, once
1: you do, <laughs> get them out there. They're, they're different, isn't it? They just learn to love that sport.
6: I, th- I think so. I think so, I mean, especially if they're a competitor.
1: And so um, th- there's absolutely nothing wrong from that standpoint trying to get people in whatever avenue you, you have to mm-hmm. because uh, if they don't come for the love of it because that's what they've been doing or wanting to do, a lot of people end up, because we'll use that word again, you recruit them for whatever reason, but it's become a, a-, a- important positive part of their life as well absolutely. absolutely so well so I guess from that standpoint then you feel like this is a, a right place oh. to, to get those athletes out to the track right
6: absolutely absolutely
1: well so it sounds like coach that um, there may be plenty uh, of years ahead of you here hope so Oh, I do too but uh, like you said one of the main goals I think for you is not only to be successful with the kids that come out for you, but also do the best you can to find those kids that aren't involved in something and you get them in something they could, they very well might end up loving, right? Yes, sir. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world. Thank you. Uh, awfully nice to meet you, and uh, somewhere down the road, our paths may cross again. Sounds great. And we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back a couple of athletes that do run track for a living right now, and we'll talk with them in just a few moments. We'll be right back.
5: And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy.
3: Okay, does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking?
4: Freaky. Bundle home and auto and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760. Very good reasons to call Alan
6: Gourdeau in Trustville today.
3: Injury Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep
4: them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports
3: medicine and orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do Uh, only hip surgery including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in
4: Injury Sports Medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're going to communicate with them. We're going to create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their their thing as quickly and as safely as we can.
3: At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury.
1: And folks welcome back as you can tell now we've got two outstanding young track athletes here from gardendale high school Sitting closest to me uh kendall allen and you're uh, a junior yes sir and you run the four by 100. yes sir uh which means you motor right yes sir yes sir and griffin pearson is junior shot put in discus yes sir of those two which one you like the best i'd say discus really yes, sir. the shot it's a uh
8: more of a bigger guy. I'm, I'm one of the smallest ones that do it, oh, So, but man. the discus is more
1: form and technique, and I pretty have that down. Let me ask time. you uh, another question. I always uh, am curious about you runners. Do You participate in any other sports? Uh, we do football. Okay. okay. Now, see, that sort of makes sense. And, and believe me, Kendall, I was going to get around to asking you, what position you play in football? Safety and kick returner. Yeah, yeah. you got to have a little speed, don't you? Yes, sir. Right. And so you're an 11th grader, so you played with Stephen last year, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Um, well, guys, um, is that the – other than track and, and uh, in your case, football is that the two sports you participate in? Yes, sir. Okay. Which one do you like the best?
9: I'll say football for okay. right
1: now. I was going to say, you're going to give me a political <laughs> answer, coach sitting over here, so I better say track. But one definitely helps the other one, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, now, I know uh, two things about you. One, you're good athletes. Other, you're good students, or you wouldn't be an athlete. But there's the hard work that goes in that classroom, and as well as on the track and football field. So what do you do, and um, uh, Kendall will ask you first, what do you do to relax, unwind, to take the pressures off that those two?
9: Okay. Um. You just relax, listen to music, chill out, talk to everybody about how they're doing and everything.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I, I know in football it's easy to develop rivals. How, how long have you been running track?
9: Oh, uh, this is my first year in high oh, school. Oh, just your first year. Okay. Yes, sir.
1: So you haven't really run up against anybody. This will right. be your first time. Uh, so. You're ready to take on all comers, right? Yes, sir. And uh, Griffin, how about you? Have you? Uh, this is my second year. Second Third year? Yes, sir. All right. Do, do, uh, you can develop rivalries in track. Yes, sir. You, you have buddies that do
8: it at different schools. Uh, you all come to like uh, Jordan. There's a big one at Jordan. You had Hayden guys there and Mortimer Jordan guys there, and it's just competing. You just see who's the best.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, do you run track year round? No, sir. Just uh, which season? Outdoor. Oh, outdoor, yes, okay. And um, so, uh, what do you do to, to get away from the rigors of the classroom and, and the track and just uh, unwind? Yes, sir. I'm a movie guy, so I sit, lay back and watch movies. Really? Yes, yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What kind of uh, hobbies, you, other than movie watching? You got any hobbies? Uh, not really. Really, no, sir. Are, are you a superstitious athlete? And, no, not really. You know, a lot of them think they have to do things certain yes, ways sir. and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I see you smiling, Kendall. Are you, are you superstitious? No, sir. You're not? You know, some of them have to, to wear the socks. Some of them, um, you know, uh, Pete Maravich was a great basketball player, right? I don't know if he's a very uh, good teammate because uh, I wonder if he washed them socks every That's the idea. But uh, what, is, what is the part, uh, Kendall, about the track that you in, enjoy the most? Um, Winning like always making
9: sure I have the fastest time Mm -hmm. or we on the four by one We always have the fastest time and knowing that we have the fastest time after we get done running is like it's the best feeling
1: So this is definitely one of those sports where you feel like one thing helps the other one sport helps the other right Um, uh, How about you uh, uh, Griffin Do do your, your sports help each other?
8: Yes sir Uh with Coach, we do
1: like speed drills
8: and everything and like, as a warm-up, and I think it definitely helps with football.
1: Well, now, I know that, that, that um, one thing, as you guys get older, you, you learn in high school that there are young kids that'll come up to you after events, after games, or whatever. And, and in that case, um, and we'll start with you, Kendall, uh, when it comes to track, for instance, uh, what would you tell a young kid that, that uh, you enjoy about track that they enjoy? Um. Really, I don't know. It's just, just isn't well. One, there's an experience of just some kind of competition right. that I that I think that, that would uh, some 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 athletes thrive on that, that competition part. That's what keeps them going. Um, how about you, Griffin?
8: I think the chemistry you build with maybe guys that uh, don't really play your sport, like football, for instance, you get to have chemistry with other students that
1: go to your school. Now, both you guys, eleventh uh, graders, so you'd be seniors next year. Uh, and, and uh, if you didn't end up with a scholarship somewhere and, and we'll start with you Kendall uh, if you could go to any college to either run track or play football where would you want to go? Mississippi State. Why?
9: Because um, I'm really into the engineering okay And I'm trying to get more into the engineering and learning more about that yeah
1: okay so uh, let me tell you I'll, I'll share a little tidbit with you two great things come out of Mississippi Me and
2: Elvis. Yes, sir. (laughs) Now see,
1: Elvis got into an electrical truck, I got into a mail truck, the rest is history. Um, uh, How about you, Uh, Griffin? I'd really like to go physical therapy at UAV. Really? Yes, sir. Okay, something in the medical field then. Well, have you ever thought about, now uh, I I tell kids this all the time because they tell me this, you can't make this stuff up, that uh, most of the time a young athlete never dreamed about being a head coach but they end up as a head coach sometimes they do and it works that way but in, in, in y'all's case and uh griffin we'll start with you would could you ever see yourself
8: in a position to coach yes or? sir i could definitely see myself coaching if the physical therapy doesn't work out oh, but yeah. uh I'd, I'd probably just like helping the kids out yes sir.
1: right well i was going to say that physical therapy and track or sports like track would really almost go together wouldn't yes, it um how about you ken now
9: uh, Yes, I would, because I would like to show what I've learned and make them better than how I was in high school.
1: Now, <clears throat> how many uh, years have you run track?
9: Uh, this is my first year.
1: Just your first year. So you don't um, really uh, know exactly the first year you've got behind you, right? right. And are you're going, are you running in, in the spring.
9: Uh, this what? is like, I just started like this year.
1: Oh okay, yeah. And so, did you make any? Uh, you see teams more than mm-hmm. once sometimes during yes, during sir. a season. Did you end up uh, making a, uh, some kind of rivalry, or where you look forward, or, or oh. does that go back to the more Jordan issue again?
8: <laughs> well, not really. It's just that. No, not really. It's just. I think track's one of the ones where you actually compete with yourself, right? Because yeah. you have your own time and you have your own distance on throwing. So yeah. you kind of really compete with yourself.
1: Well, there's a lot of truth to that too, because a lot of times you've got to have that personal drive in order for anything else to work at all. Well, listen, guys, um, you, uh, uh, y'all are in the middle of your, your track, now, and so uh, I wish you all the best. You think that uh, your team has a chance to qualify people for the state? Of yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I'd, that'd be bad if we didn't feel that way. In that <laughs> yes. Well, listen, guys. Um, to this point, I've enjoyed talking with you. To your this point in your young lives, we'll start with you, Kendall. Who's been the most inspirational person for you?
9: Uh, my family and my coaches.
1: Okay, yeah. good. How about you, uh, Griffin? I definitely say my grandparents. Oh, okay, yes, so you got to have people behind you, pushing you, rooting you on, and but. Uh, First and foremost, you've got to have that love for athletics, right? right? Well, guys, I wish you all the luck in the world. And uh, you guys still got a senior season ahead of you and the rest of this year, so you've got some more work to do, right? And right. uh, I wish you all the luck in the world. Folks, we've had another great show, two outstanding coaches, outstanding athletes. We look forward to doing it again next week. Till then, you know what the snapper always says, bicycle. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also visit us on our social media outlets, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to our platforms. If you have an idea for a show topic or would like to be a sponsor, please email us at castvshow321 at gmail.com.